This is Mouth Media Network, the business of being heard. This episode is presented by Eco Soap Bank, a global humanitarian nonprofit that's working to save, sanitize, and supply recycled soap with hygiene education for the developing world. Hi, I'm Julian Levine, co-founder of Twice. I'm Cody Levine, one of the other co-founders of Twice. And to us, it's a matter of a smile. Inspiration comes in many forms, and often when you least expect it. You just have to always be looking. I'm Kelly Kovac, founder of Beauty Matter. Acting on an inspired moment is often the spark that sets entrepreneurs on their path to creating amazing things. Brothers Cody and Julian Levine were inspired by the power of a smile. They are two of the co-founders of Twice, an oral care brand that at first glance might be perceived as yet another celebrity-backed millennial D2C brand. But while those things are true, the brand launched direct-to-consumer, and musician Lenny Kravitz is also a co-founder. But as you peel back the layers of this brand, it is about so much more than just selling toothpaste. Cody and Julian, thank you so much for taking the time today to chat about all things oral care and more. Yes, thanks for having us. Yeah, so oral care is sort of the family business for you guys. Your father, Jonathan B. Levine, and your mother, Stacy Levine, were the innovators that brought the concept of smile care to beauty shelves in like 2002 with at-home and on-the-go teeth whitening. And I know while oral care might be in your DNA, you both had careers before getting into the family business, so to speak. So maybe we can start with you each sharing a little bit about your background just to set the stage for what you're doing today with twice yeah absolutely so for me this is Cody you know growing up we were surrounded by oral care as you said but we were never forced to go down the dental route neither of us went to dental school we actually both went to Cornell I studied finance and entrepreneurship and ended up actually in advertising I realized in college that I wanted to help brands tell stories and I found myself at BBDO New York which is a global creative agency we were working on Everything from Super Bowl ads to Olympic campaigns for big Fortune 500 companies. And and I absolutely loved it. I was kind of the young digital strategist who spoke the millennial language as the resident millennial and uh, was helping creative teams and, and clients and agency team members understand the digital landscape, understand social media, understand integrated storytelling with a new generation at the time, which was us millennials. And then... Uh, <laughs> From BBDO, I ended up going in-house, actually at Live Nation in the music space, helping brands build deeper roots in the music industry, teaming up with musicians, sponsoring festivals, doing activations, building integrated campaigns for you know brands like Budweiser. And then from there, I, I went to work at an agency called Giant Spoon, which was more of an innovative media creative agency. When I was there, the team had, had just done the first branded podcast for GE, called The Message, which was really, really cool. Uh, helped a, a couple brands launch some, some cool campaigns there and really honed my desire for 
telling stories across mediums and leveraging the innovation, the rapidly changing landscape of media and creative coming together. For me and my background, I wanted to be able to apply that to eventually something that we were able to build ourselves. You know, I loved helping brands grow, but there's nothing like building your own brand and being the steward. So yeah. that's kind of my background in, in marketing and branding and storytelling. So you're the creative side of the equation. Julian, what's your background? Yeah. Uh, I tr- I'll try to have a little creativity, but focus. <laughs> very creative, he is. Hi, this is Julian. Like Cody mentioned, we both went to Cornell together. Overlap for a year. I was a senior. He was a freshman. Got to uh, introduce him to college life, which was fun. And also was focused on finance, accounting, and entrepreneurship. And out of school, went actually to San Francisco and joined a small M&A firm focused on consumer companies, helping basically private equity companies sell great consumer brands to other private equity companies. After a few years in San Francisco, came back to New York where we grew up and worked for Bank of America Merrill Lynch doing investment banking on a broader scale, working with both private and public companies, still focused in consumer, just absolutely fell in love with with that industry in general. And after being a banker for enough years, I transitioned to becoming an investor at a company called Stripes Group, where I got to really work with and talk with entrepreneurs, founding teams every day and help certain companies grow into an advanced stage of their life cycle and really provide growth capital. And all of those experiences really helped build the building blocks for me to get comfortable beginning a business, really thinking about how we can improve people's lives and of course, that didn't just happen naturally, and we, yeah. we had a little bit of a, a passion yeah. <laughs> <laughs> building up inside of us. But yeah, a lot of my background is is in finance and strategy and, and growth. Yeah. So did you guys always know you wanted to start a business together? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot, you know, like you can plan into it, or you know, you both had sort of these amazing career paths. So it's yeah. interesting that it's kind of everything is about right time, right place. Like you were both in the right place and right. time in your career that you went ahead and did this. But was that always the master plan? No. <laughs> no. no I don't, I don't, Resounding no. No, it definitely wasn't. You know, we the beautiful thing is, you know, our family being really close and the work that we've done as a family on the nonprofit side, it was always passion for us. You know, our parents started this foundation that brings full service dentistry to underserved communities. And when we went on our first mission together, it was always something that brought us close, closer. And what really unfolded was this completely next level thought of, hey, how can we do more work? And ultimately us teaming up together, I think was it was a natural progression, but yeah. I don't think it was in a master plan. But no, anyway. definitely, definitely no master plan. But like I was saying, this mission trip that we had, this experience helping our dad and, and three dozen other dental professionals provide care to this community and seeing the result of providing care to a community that has never had access to it and really understanding and witnessing the life-changing power of a smile, Code and I were like, hey, you know, this is our legacy. You know, our parents have dedicated their lives to the smile. And in this really amazing, fortuitous way, we basically found our purpose. You know, we found our opportunity. 
So can we talk about your approach to oral care is very different and inspired by your parents, but your parents were known for sort of the whitening, kind of first generation, I guess, oral care meets beauty. And yours is sort of inspired by their work, but kind of very different. And the story is really an amazing founding story. You know, people try and create authentic stories, but yours is sort of the real deal. I'd love for you just to share it. I mean, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but it really was the impetus for launching your brand. So unfold the whole story for us, if you will. Absolutely. Well, I guess we'll rewind back to 2012. (laughs) I went on a trip with my mom and dad. Julian was still banking in San Francisco. And we went to Rwanda and we were on this trip to meet a woman who was part of Foundation Rwanda, which was set up after the genocide in 94 to help the women of the genocide get back on their feet. And this one woman, her name was Agath, and her four front teeth were knocked out by the butt end of a machete during the genocide. And we went there to meet her and with dentures that we had made in my dad's office We went to meet Agath and provide her a new smile. She used to sing in the choir. This mark was, it turned her life upside down, as you can imagine. And uh, we go out there to meet her in in one of seven dental offices in the entire country. To put it into perspective, there's 14 million people in Rwanda. And at the time, there were seven offices. You know, we we grew up in New York City or outside of New York City. And in Manhattan, on on a 10-block radius, you're going to find seven offices. So the access to care is non-existent. And... Uh, we're working in this one small clinic, and I'm in the corner looking over my dad's shoulder, and he, he's fixing the teeth, he's fixing the bite, and he puts in these new teeth, and Agath picks up the mirror, and she, she smiles in the mirror for the first time in 18 years. And this rush of emotion, this wave takes over everyone, and that was the start of our foundation. And it was the first time I had personally experienced, like Julian said, the, the power of a smile, the emotional side of dentistry, how you can change someone's life in an instant by giving them a smile. And I tell you that because that was really the first experience that unfolded a series of events where Lenny Kravitz, who's our third business partner, Lenny lives in the Bahamas in northern Eleuthera, and uh, he had heard about the work we've been doing. and the patient let, of our dad's. patient of our dad's yeah. for 10 plus years. And we built a very cool friendship and relationship over the years. And Lenny also cares about the smile and understands the importance of oral health. And he had seen in his hometown some of his folks, friends, community members not having access to a dentist and unfortunately having issues and complications. He had one friend who had an infected tooth and was putting ground cracked pepper in a hole in his mouth and rolling up a little matchbook and covering it as a cap. And so Lenny had seen firsthand like, oh, my God, I need help my people. And Lenny says to our dad, this is about five, six years ago, he says, you know, Doc, can you come help my people? Can you come down to the Bahamas? And my dad notoriously has always tried to fit uh, a 15-pound dumbbell in a 10-pound bag. <laughs> he just loves he loves doing things that, that fill the soul, and uh, there's never an endless supply of, of exciting ideas and, and things to do. And so my dad said, absolutely. And he says to his team in New York City, his practice says, Hey guys, we can, you know, everyone get a Christmas bonus or we can fly down to the Bahamas and we can treat Lenny's hometown. And everyone's like, hands up, let's do this. And really the experience in the Bahamas, we set up a clinic in the heart of town, literally across the street from the church in a converted preschool. And with a team of 25 dental professionals the first year, we set up a full service clinic, treating people for cleanings, 
even whitenings with Glow's products, to full reconstruction and dentures. We were meeting patients who, not too dissimilar to a goth, had been living in pain physically, emotionally, around their smile. And when they came into the clinic, they might have been hesitant at first, but they left with an incredible lust for life and confidence and energy that, honestly, it lit up the town, it lit up the team, it lit up the people, it lit us up. And it was those stories of the people that we were meeting that very quickly became family that really inspired us to say, wow, when you can improve people's health through products and services, you can improve their overall health long term. So, yeah. And I think what, what we really saw was was this idea of beauty and love and energy around the smile, right? I mean, the dental industry doesn't get enough love. You know, these people are, are heroes and champions and they can transform lives in an instant. This wasn't just one mission, right? We've now gone back to Eleuthera every year, of course, barring COVID. But after the second year of going down and hearing the stories from this community that very quickly became like family, we couldn't help but wonder how we could try to give back to this cause and create a brand that, that very much could be a social impact brand and really represent the beauty of a smile and, and the power of a smile and tell these rich stories and be able to not only do missions in the Bahamas, but everywhere. I mean, the oral health is a silent epidemic. Everybody has a story behind their smile and they never get told. So what a powerful opportunity for us to be able to create a brand around that. And like you were getting at in the beginning, you know, our parents built their businesses around whitening innovations and, and science that really was developed in our dad's dental practice. And for us, you know, especially as more of a millennial consumer being just bombarded with wellness and ways to live a healthier, happier life in oral care, uh, we saw an amazing opportunity to really upgrade the formulations and focus on what we're really introducing is, as oral wellness and thinking about how people can really improve the health of their mouth and the health of their bodies by ensuring that they're using the right ingredients, right? This is an industry that, that's kind of like five years behind typical beauty evolution or food and beverage evolution. And so we really got so excited on this mission with Lenny, you know, really seeing our, our purpose before our eyes to be able to create the next generation of oral care products that give back, that are really focused on the right things, and so, yeah, I mean, as it relates to our, our story, I mean, that's it. We were just totally inspired by the smile. It's interesting because, you know, over the past two to three years, maybe four years, the entire oral care category from a, the dentist office to the modernization of that, to sort of cleaning up the oral care category, there's been this massive reinvention of the category, both through like a millennial lens. There's a lot of D to C concepts, everything from toothpaste, which is, you know, the obvious, to teeth straightening. Like, it's really amazing. And I don't know, I've become slightly obsessed with the whole category because I find it really fascinating how behind the times it's been and mm -hmm. how the innovation has really gotten traction. And so I'd love to get your take on what's been happening in the category and how Twice fits into this new kind of category dynamic that's kind of unfolding. The category has been uh, particularly interesting, like you mentioned, over the last five, six years. I mean, crazy to think that our, our parents truly pioneered, you know, they were the first oral care brand in Sephora. You know, they were a teeth whitening company, sold it 
Nordstrom and department stores and really kind of started to bring the smile center stage and into the beauty conversation. And since then, like you're alluding to, there has started to happen, you know, a lot of innovation and a good amount of it started when the, the patent on Invisalign expired and a lot of folks could start doing aligner therapy and straightening teeth direct to consumer, right? Teledentistry. A lot of like global macro themes have really helped pioneer innovation in this category. We get really excited about what's happening because I think a lot of people are finally starting to pay attention. To <laughs> yeah. You know, variety is the spice of life. And, and now there are a lot of different brands and product offerings. And I think what gets us the most excited is, is having a real understanding of dental health. You know, it's very easy to kind of hop on a trend or, you know, how charcoal toothpaste has just absolutely exploded over the last four years. But having a really in-depth, you know, science-based understanding of the mouth and the body, I think gives us a really exciting edge as we think about formulating and innovating on products. Mm -hmm. But overall, you know, I think it's kind of just the beginning for oral care, clean oral care, oral wellness, as we call it, almost hasn't even begun. It's still a natural versus traditional. You know, there isn't even a third category yet, really. That, that's really what we're looking to, to create. And all of the interest and excitement that's getting generated from those businesses like Tend, like Smile Direct Club, like Candid, where, you know, they're promising brighter, straighter teeth. You know, for us, we get really excited about the health conversation. And um, in a way, COVID has certainly helped that conversation become amplified. Beauty Matter, we're committed to leveraging the platform we've built and the community we've nurtured to help make change happen. Our first impact partner is the Eco Soap Bank, a global humanitarian nonprofit that's saving lives by rescuing, recycling, and redistributing soap to communities that otherwise lack essential hygiene. Eco Soap Bank is quite literally changing the world, one recycled bar of soap at a time. As an industry, we can help them empower women and fight preventable disease. It's time to get involved. Learn more about partnership opportunities and the global impact a bar of soap can have by visiting ecosoapbank.org. I think it's a really interesting approach. And I would agree, COVID's made us all not take our health for granted. In this perception that that people have become more focused on their health, you know, we've certainly seen it fuel the growth of clean beauty. And I'll be honest with you, what shocked me, like for years, I was like, how on earth are deodorants being cleaned up before oral care? I mean, like, this is something you put in your mouth. And mm -hmm. how is a deodorant clean and oral care isn't? So I mean, that in sort of this whole kind of clean wellness meeting beauty focus, that always shocked me. And to your point, I think people sort of focus on fresh breath, white teeth, kind of these cosmetic benefits. But, you know, if you talk to any sort of holistic doctor, they talk about sort of how the mouth is kind of where it all starts from a wellness standpoint. So, right. you know, how are you starting to have this conversation? Because it's not an easy conversation to have, but once people get it, it's like a light bulb goes off. Right. Dental health and oral care has long been reactive, right? You, you go to the dentist traditionally when you have a problem. You have, you have pain, you have 
bleeding gums, you have a cavity, taking it into a proactive world, focusing on prevention is almost retraining the mind of, of what the role of oral care is. Seeing more holistic dentistry and, and holistic thinking around health and wellness, right? Around probiotics and gut health. We look at brands like Supergoop in the sunscreen space who are having conversation of don't just put on sunscreen when it's sunny out, right? Put it on every day because every day is, is focusing on prevention. And for us, it's a very similar construct where we're bringing oral care and hygiene and toothpaste and brushing your teeth into a proactive, preventative conversation. And when you start to understand, okay, I, I know the gut microbiome, there's bacteria that I need to balance. Well, the oral microbiome has 7 billion bacteria. And when it's out of balance, if your mouth is, is more acidic, right, we need to alkalinize your mouth. We need to create a more homeostatic environment where good and bad bacteria can be balanced. And what happens when that happens? You're going to have a cleaner mouth. You're going to have better health and better overall health. So when you start to talk about the role of the mouth being well beyond just whitening your teeth or freshening your breath, and you're talking about pH balancing, you're talking about vitamin infusion in your products and what role that plays in your mouth and in the rest of your body, then people say, oh, wow, you know, I didn't really think of toothpaste that way, right? I just thought it was about washing away what I had for dinner, right? But it's really crucial to know that, hey, before you go to bed, what you're doing is, is helping reset your mouth and put it in the right environment where you're able to create long-term health. Are you guys partnering with any brands that sort of help you tell that story? From a partnership standpoint, we've created a, a program of actually dental professionals. So oh, cool. less a, a company and more, you know, the industry. We started it in the beginning of COVID about a year ago. We've got just over 3,000 members now. And uh, we found that we really align, everything Cody just said, really aligns with where the dental profession, where this next generation of dental professionals want to, you know, pledge their allegiance or be able to support and, and help grow. We've been really excited to grow this program and have them help us spread this awareness and information because when we talk to people about, you know, what's unique about twice or what's our POV, what's our philosophy, and we share this, they're like, I have never thought of toothpaste like this before. I have never thought of my mouth like this before. And, uh, you know, to your point, like, what is that, what is that phrase? What is, what is it that's going to help us get there? You know, we're, we're, we're working on some exciting things for the future. And I think as we develop our platform and grow beyond toothpaste, it becomes even more obvious what our POV is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I want to talk a little bit about your relationship with Lenny Kravitz. Today, it's this bizarre trend that's cropped up where you get a group of celebrity investors, you leverage celebrities as co-founders, and it's kind of, it's almost this way of growth hacking mm -hmm. a brand at startup, but your relationship with Lenny is totally different. In reality, it ties to your social impact mission. So can you share a little bit about your mission and how that relationship works? works because it is really different and it could very easily be put in that other kind of, I'll get a bunch of Instagram likes, but it's not that at all. Yeah. It's, it's a delicate balance for sure. You know, telling our, our story without it kind of sounding like you mentioned, you know, a, a traditional celebrity endorsed brand or something like that. This couldn't have been more organic <laughs> if you tried. For us, it was 
this mission, like we talked about, and it was Lenny's infatuation with the dental office. When Lenny comes to New York, his first stop is our dad's office. No joke. Yeah. He's looking over our dad's shoulder and asking him what he's working on. You know, Lenny has a, a gorgeous smile and they're all his teeth. You know, he takes incredible care of, of his mouth and his health. And so when we were talking about this opportunity to grow really this, this next generation brand that gives a voice to the power of a smile and that really helps people through our service, gain access to care, and through our products, achieve a healthier mouth and body, he was all in. He saw, um, not only in his own life, but in his own backyard, the impact of, of a healthy smile, how you can change somebody's life. And our aspirations for this business are as big as it gets, you know, being inspired by the power of a smile and knowing that everybody lives with this problem and we can help so many people. I think that's really what, what got us all super excited to do this together. It's it's funny that we're recording this now. We've we've kind of been in the trenches, particularly with with Lenny, uh, over the last few months as we gear up for some really exciting launches later this year. It's great to work with someone like him who has such enormous influence and whose heart is in completely the right place, and so deeply believes in our mission and philosophy, because he re he really can he really can help move mountains and create the brand and, and business that, that we so deeply are excited about doing. Mission and purpose are increasingly important. And for some, it's kind of become this requisite box checking for brands. And I think one of the things that COVID also kind of brought to light is a curtain was pulled back on those brands that weren't really walking the walk. Consumers have made it clear that they expect more from brands than just buying products. And they don't want them to just focus on shareholder profits. And there are many ways that brands can kind of fulfill on this consumer demand. But you described Twice as sort of a social impact company. Can you share a little bit about what that means to you and how it impacts how you run the business? Yeah, absolutely. We break impact down in a few ways. From a service standpoint, given how we got started and our reasons for being, we partner with Glow Good, which is a family foundation to provide care to people without access. Our main missions are in the Bahamas and a big part of the reason why we created our, our program, our Twice Pro Team with 3,000 dental professionals is so that we can activate down professionals in different communities to give back in their own neighborhoods and really, really create impact at scale. So that's probably what I'm most excited about. Beyond that, of course, you know, we're donating toothpaste on all of our missions. We're educating people. And so as it relates to service, we're doing everything we can to hold true to that, especially as we grow. It'll be really exciting to watch that impact rise. As it relates to our products, we source our ingredients globally. We make it in the U.S. We wanted all of our ingredients. We were one of the first brands with our, our contract manufacturer to make sure all of our ingredients were vegan and gluten-free and non-GMO and cruelty-free. You know, surprise, most toothpaste, don't check all those boxes, right? So from a responsibility standpoint, we really wanted to be modern in that. And also, you know, from a packaging standpoint as well, toothpaste notoriously is not recyclable. It, it combines aluminum and plastic and as a result can't be recycled. And so we, we use a plastic. It is 100% recyclable. We're continuously in market trying to push, frankly, manufacturers to make these products more sustainably because we know that's how change will really happen. So, you know, I think from a product standpoint, we're always trying to think, how can we make this 
where we deliver on efficacy and performance and health and, and all that good stuff, but also sustainably. And from a mission standpoint, I mean, you know, we're in business to try to make the world smile. And so with a mission like that, you know, everything we do always comes back to purpose. Yeah. And I think for us being able to have that North Star and to be able to deep down know why we're building what we're building, because we're able to see the faces and the smiles of the people that we're able to help. And one of the most empowering and inspiring part is when when we leave the Bahamas or leave any clinic or, or any work we're doing, the work's never done, right? There's always more people to treat. There's always more work to be done. And even the team members who, who join us, they leave and, and they cry because they, they just want to do more. They want to keep helping. And for us, it fuels us because we're not a brand that will just donate a percentage of profits, but we, we act on it. And the vision of you know, being able to bring more of our team on missions in the Bahamas and around the world, it's core to our DNA. And, and I think it's just authentically us that, that differentiates us. A brand can partner up with a nonprofit and, and do great work, which I, I think is fantastic. And for us, it's, it's so deeply ingrained that it's, you know, we're always looking for, towards the next one where we know we can just continue to be evolving and pushing our why forward and bringing more people on the journey. Your family is clearly very entrepreneurial. It must be in your DNA somewhere. Do you think that being in business with your family, so obviously the two of you, but by extension of your parents' foundation, your your parents as well, do you think that gives you a competitive advantage? Like family businesses are really cool, but they're your family at the end of the day and you want to stay friends. <laughs> Running a business is tough. Yes. I totally think it is. You know, our our dinner table conversations are about ingredient labels and formulations and innovation and future products and and we all love it. We we thrive in it. You know, our dad is is our chief dental advisor and he formulates our products and our mom can sell ice to an Eskimo and knows the oral care industry like the back of her hand. And uh it's just so inspiring to be surrounded by them. And knowing that they're in our corner and we've been operating our business as a family brand. And I think there is a lot of power in there. You know, when we got started, you know, trying to take on, talk to manufacturers and, and source products, you know, it, it's not easy, especially if you're a, a small fish in a very big pond. We were clawing at the ankles of our manufacturers for quite a while to, <laughs> to, get, to get their attention. We had to figure out our own way, but leveraging you know, the experience from our, our family, I think, has been a beautiful thing for us. Yeah. Yeah, I think the family dynamic definitely helps you really appreciate the journey and recognize that it is a journey. You know, how many times are we bombarded with these enormous headlines of companies raising hundreds of millions of dollars and selling for billions of dollars and all of these incredible success stories. And for our parents' companies and for Twice and for doing this together, it's great to live it and experience it together. Their experience certainly helps us uh, manage the highs and lows. It's certainly great to share success with those you love. And uh, it's great because we can get really angry with each other for an hour and then we're perfectly fine. <laughs> so are you guys still primarily D to C? You know, we are, we're omni-channel. We're mm -hmm. uh, in just about 1,500 CVS stores. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, we were introduced to them through their innovation group to bring um, new and exciting brands into CVS through their CVS launch program and actually launched with them through COVID in July of last year. 
And uh, retail is going to be a really big part of our future. Super excited about that. But D2C is, is core. You know, it's for us a great way to educate and to share our story, which we're continuously looking to improve and, and get better at. So love D2C. We'll always be loyal to it. But, you know, I think COVID has certainly opened our eyes to the power of other e-commerce platforms, right? We, we launched on Amazon uh, late last year. Retail is, is not dead. I <laughs> so agree. Majority, majority <laughs> of purchases in our category happen on a shelf. So um, it'll be a big part of our future. So you guys have a little bit of time behind the business at this point. And to your point, Julian, is so I, I kind of feel, I don't know, the past five years, success has really been predicated for some on these crazy valuations and the amount of money you raised. And in some ways, the narratives of these stories are all about marketing the next raise. They're not even grounded in reality in many cases. And I'm starting to see a little bit of a shift of kind of, I think the reality sunk in that, you know, these CPG beauty companies, they don't really scale like a SaaS tech product. <laughs> so I think people are approaching fundraising a little bit differently. I think a lot of these investors are looking for a little bit more traction. But that being said, you're building kind of a family business. Do you have any advice for other entrepreneurs kind of contemplating launching a wellness or beauty brand? My, I guess what I'm trying to get at is there isn't one way of launching these brands and it doesn't require a boatload of venture capital to do it. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for me, when we launched toothpaste, right, it's like it's toothpaste. Everybody can use it. I think, you know, some of the best kind of founding advice is just to really be specific, to really target that niche in a very powerful way, to speak to a consumer, a specific consumer, because as much competition there is, whether it's oral care or beauty, and Lord knows there's a whole lot of competition in beauty, there's always an opportunity if you're speaking the right way to the right person and doing it powerfully. So maybe it's, it's less of like taking a shotgun approach and more of really targeting and being very specific as to who you want to create your brand for and architecting everything, every little thing around that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and being able to take learnings fast and not being afraid to make edits and change and pivot based on those learnings. And, you know, in, in two and a half years, I think we've definitely taken a lot of learnings and made adjustments and improved. And, you know, we didn't raise, you know, millions of dollars out of the gates. We've been a bootstrap startup. And I think, you know, that has its pros and cons. It enabled us <laughs> to be nimble and to make those pivots almost on our terms and to, really position ourselves now for where we we want to take our brand and, and the industry. So, you know, it takes time while you still have to move fast. So it's an interesting, interesting process. So just in kind of wrapping things up, what excites you about what you're doing and what's the future for twice? Like what does success look like for you guys? I think what excites me personally, the most is just is the opportunity to innovate in this space. You know, we've talked a couple of times about how oral care is a little bit behind from a lot of other industries. We definitely have the bug from our parents who have two dozen patents on oral care products around innovation and thinking through the lens of oral wellness and improving the health of your mouth and your body. 
there's a lot of really exciting things that we can introduce to the category, some that are better for you versions of what exists and some that do not exist uh, and totally deserve to. So I get really excited about introducing newness and you know, after this two and a half year amazing learning that we've had really evolving beyond just toothpaste, you know, I think Cody and I, we're all aligned on the mission. We can't wait for COVID to end and, and to be able to partner. You know, our last mission, I don't know if we mentioned this, our last mission, we had 110 volunteers. We treated 1,200 people in seven and a half days. Oh my so God, mission, that's amazing. Yeah, it's grown enormously. And the opportunity, like we mentioned, is, is huge in the U.S., huge. And we have 3,000 dental professionals chomping at the bit to do a mission in their hometown. So I'm excited by all of it. You know, this is, we're, we're driven by the right reasons, at least we believe. So a lot of opportunity for us. Yeah. And I think the opportunity to modernize the conversation, growing up around science as sons of a dental expert and, and also being millennial consumers, right? And, and understanding, you know, what products can, can do for your health, we wanted to bring those worlds together. You know, our, we've, growing up, our dad was lecturing on oral systemic medicine, which is the connection between the mouth and the body. And it, it long has been quite academic. And you know, being able to bring that center stage and, and to the front and have people really you know, have a different conversation around the daily products. You know, toothpaste has long been the same thing over and over. And, and I think when it comes to toothpaste and, and other products to really shift the perspective of what role this product plays in, in our life, I think gets me really excited because education is key. It, it's hard. It takes a long time. It sometimes is expensive, but at the end of the day, that's, that's what's going to help people improve. So the ability to educate, I think, gets me really excited. Yeah. You know, I think it's really interesting and kind of an offshoot of this reinvention of the category. I live in Manhattan too. I think we often take for granted our access to things and especially access to oral care. Just a regular dentist visit is out of reach for a lot of people. A lot of people don't have dental insurance. If we think about kind of solving so many of the problems we have in our country, it's about like prevention and yeah. being healthier. And so there are, I think, Quip and Hello have come up with these solutions to insurance to make it accessible. I think well, the work you're doing is so amazing because I think, you know, a lot of us and probably a lot of the people who are going to hear this kind of take that for granted. Yeah, they absolutely do. And again, that, I think that's really what made these missions so powerful. When you see somebody leave a dental chair in tears and hugging and kissing their, their provider, you're like, wait a minute, what? I don't think I've seen that in, in New York City. <laughs> right? yeah. The more research we did following that mission in 2015 and 16, the more we, we learned that the access to care is just, it's borderline non-existent and it's even in the U.S. Yeah. And when you learn, when you take it one step further and discover truly the connection of the mouth and the body and how inflamed gums which 70% of Americans live with, can contribute to some of the biggest chronic diseases we know of today, you're like, holy cow, wow, we can really help a lot of people here if people are, are more educated about this. Because all too often, and we hear this when we just talk to people about twice, they get educated about oral care when they have to spend thousands of dollars yeah. on a dental visit. Right. Yeah. right? So access to care is it's a big part of our reason for existing. Well, thank you so much for sort of sharing your story. You know, my inbox is kind of full of brands and I had 
a chat with you guys before this and I was like, we have to do stuff together. And hopefully this is just the first of many collaborations because I think the the conversation of wellness and health and wellness and, and the intersection of how beauty meets health is so interesting and so dynamic. And oral wellness is one piece of the equation. So, you know, hopefully this is the first of many conversations with you guys and can't wait to see your product innovations. You have to share them with us first. (laughs) (laughs) Give you the first look. You got it. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys for taking the time this afternoon. Thank you, Kelly. Thanks so much. For Cody and Julian Levine, it's a matter of a smile. Oral care is the Levine family business. Dr. Jonathan B. Levine and Mother Stacy Levine were the innovators that brought the concept of smile care to beauty shelves in 2002. And now their sons are building on that legacy with the launch of Twice. Cody and Julian saw the emotional side of dentistry, the ability it has to change someone's life overnight by giving them a new smile while on dental missions with their parents' Glow Good Foundation. Oral health is often taken for granted, but access to a dentist for preventative care is out of reach for many, even in the U.S. Twice has a bigger mission than selling products. They're committed to changing the way people take care of their teeth and educating on the mouth-body connection to wellness, all while helping others along the way. And they're just getting started. So in the end, it's a matter of a smile. And that's what matters. I'm Kelly Kovac. Hi, I'm Julian. And I'm Cody. To us, what matters is a smile. The smile has the power to change lives. A healthy smile is a key to living better and feeling better. It's a Matter Of is a production of Beauty Matter LLC. You can find more content and insights on beautymatter.com and follow us on social media at Beauty Matter Official. This is Mouth Media Network, the business of being heard.